Welcome to the Passion Harvest podcast audio series. Thank you so much for listening today. I am Louisa, your host, International Passion Ambassador. If you would like to watch this episode, please head over to our Passion Harvest channel on YouTube. We love taking you on a journey to discover your passions. Thanks for listening. Hello, passionate listeners. Welcome to Passion Harvest. I am Louisa, your host, International Passion Ambassador. Thank you for joining us wherever you are in the world. If you like this episode, please do subscribe. I've got a very exciting guest today. I saw some of the questions and all the knowledge that she has, and I'm so excited. Her name is Pam Olsey or Pamela. Pam is an author, consultant, radio show host, professional psychic, intuitive, and aura expert. Pam has written four successful and popular books, Life Colors, Love Colors, Infinite You, and Make Your Dreams Come True, and has a very extensive clientele, including many celebrities. Pam has spoken at the TEDx Talks, the International Forum on New Science, Fortune 500 companies, and many seminars for professionals in psychology, education, health fields, and more. She was awarded the Holistic Transformational Leader of the Year Award by the Global Association of Holistic Psychotherapy and Coaching. Pamela has appeared on ABC, CBS, NBC, CNN, Fox, The Dr. Oz Show, The View, The Ricky Lake Show, Coast to Coast with George Norrie, Hallmark's Home and Family, Guy on TV with Lisa Carr, and many other television and radio shows. She has also been featured in many national magazines. Pam is the founder of... Aura Colors, a site designed to help you create success, joy, fulfillment in every area of your life. Pam has also developed lovecolors.com. This site is designed to help you find love and friendships. We all need that by matching you with the people who have compatible aura colors. This is her story and this is her passion. Pam, welcome to Passion Harvest. I'm so excited to dive right in and talk to you. This is going to be a great interview. Oh, great. It's so nice to meet you. And I really appreciate you including me in on your project. I think it's awesome what you're doing. Thank you so much. <laughs> I, I guess let's dive right in. There's so many topics I'd love to co cover with you. But since this is one of your specialties, what is an aura for people don't, that don't know? Is, an aura is an energy field. Now, according to physics, we're all made of energy, but an aura is an energy field that radiates off of everything, especially living matter. And so the way that I see the aura and other people see it differently. Some people see the exact same thing I do. A lot of children I've encountered see the same thing I do. But if you, if anyone listening happens to see auras and it doesn't match with what I'm seeing, it's okay. That just means we're having different experiences. So what I see this radiating light, I see lots of different bands of color and the two colors, one or two colors closest to your body are what I call the life colors. And those are the two bands of color that to me stay around you your whole life. It shows the theme you've chosen for this lifetime, your personality type, careers that are going to be fulfilling, how you are in relationship, potential health issues, money, children, the whole bit. It's revealed in those two colors. Are you looking at me now and at my aura? Can you see them over Zoom? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I can see them. Even I, I've got a radio show. I do it over the radio. I've been on television. I can see people on the other side, even what their colors are. So, yes. Wow. So I guess what colors am I? Well, first of all, let me make sure the color that I'm seeing on Zoom matches what I'm seeing. What color are your eyes? 
uh, brown. They are brown. Okay. Well, predominantly anyway, you've got a lot of violet um, and a little bit of yellow and then some blue in your outer bands. <clears throat> Violets, I, I'm assuming you want to know what that means, right? Sure. There's no, I seem to have no secrets on this Passion Harvest okay. show anymore. Everyone knows all about my life, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> not Violets. Violets are the visionaries on the planet. You guys come from the third eye chakra, which is why, and I talk this fast with the Violet because Violets are visionaries. You guys, ever since you were young, felt like you were here to do something bigger than the typical masses. Violets are here to shift the consciousness of the planet, educate the masses, reach the masses, improve the quality of life for people. I see Violet, you've got the same art colors as Oprah and Celine Dion and George and Amal Clooney. Violets are typically international or global humanitarians or visionaries. So I see violets get drawn to the arts or the media. You guys are writers, artists, filmmakers, photographers, musicians, radio, television personalities, performers, and or you violets, and you have a touch of this too. Violets get involved in things like teaching or psychology, or violets get involved in causes. But you violets, you understand you need to reach the masses. And typically you violets prefer to do your own projects. You're not, you don't wanna be employees. You have to do what's coming from your heart and your soul. And typically you violets get accused of being unrealistic dreamers, even by yourselves. You violets see these big projects you wanna do and it's come, I can even feel it coming from you. Sometimes you violets, no matter what you do, you get restless, you feel like there's still more to do. There's still more to do. It's like, how do I get this all done in one lifetime? You violets can also get scattered. You can multitask, try to do five things at the same time or get really focused on what you're, you're doing. But violets are, are older souls. You guys just see things, you know things, you don't know why you know it. And what's funny is a lot of times you guys think what you see coming is common sense, but not everybody sees that. Um, not everyone can see as far. So you've learned how to, it's funny because, and you've got yellow, but you've learned how to behave yourself because typically violets are truth tellers and, and change makers. You've got the same aura colors as the Beatles and Elvis and John and Robert Kennedy, Abraham Lincoln, Martin Luther King. I have a dream. I have a vision. That's how violets talk. So you've learned how to behave yourself because, and your yellow's a little bit suppressed. Yellow's usually, you've got this, but Yellows are big kids at heart. Violets are the old souls. Yellows don't look their age. They don't feel their age. And they feel like they haven't even gotten started yet sometimes. Violets either do creative projects or they do healing work, energy work, or they do physical work like yoga. And, you know, yellows need to exercise. They need to connect with nature. And that's a form of meditation for you guys. Does that make sense to you? Absolutely. It's, it's yeah. to a T. I, I like I like that I look younger as well. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's a yellow. Yellows violets always feel older than their years, and they feel like they're running out of time. Yellows feel like they haven't even started aging. You know, they still haven't gotten started yet. You've also added blue in your outer bands, by the way. And blues are very loving, nurturing. They value relationship. They want to help people. Blues are usually very patient and loving and kind. They're teachers, counselors, nurses. Where violets, you see, I'm talking with your violet. Violets go 150. There's things to do. Come on, we got to get onto all these projects. And blues will be um, slower, kinder. You know, just just you know, try to nurture people. So you've definitely added some blue in your art. Where violets are usually like, I need to get all these projects done. I don't know how to get them all done in one lifetime. Do you understand? You've learned how to behave yourself, which I don't always see with violets. Is that a violets good thing that I've learned how to behave myself? The reason um, it's not good or bad, it's worked for you because people then feel safe around you because right. violets sometimes are such truth tellers and such 
magnanimous, huge personalities that violets can intimidate people sometimes because they're so big and they're so here to do major projects that sometimes violets, are, I mean, people are like, whoa, I don't, you know, they get intimidated, but you've added the blue to help people feel more comfortable around you. So in your case, you've done a really good thing by doing that. Does that make sense to you? Yes, it does. It, it's, <laughs> it's, it's wonderful that you can just tell all this from looking at, I'm assuming it's an electromagnetic field of some capacity. Yeah. Yeah. And how many colors are there? Well, I see 14 different aura colors. Again, some people I like to explain, some people see the colors differently than I do, just like we taste food differently. Mm -hmm. as, as I explained, some people like Brussels sprouts and I know they're not tasting what I'm tasting. <laughs> so I see 14 different aura colors. And just briefly, um, I categorize them in three categories. There are the physical colors and those are the colors that get predominantly what's real with their, with their bodies, with touch. Um, and those are reds, orange, yellows, and um, magentas. Mm -hmm. Then there are the mental colors. And those are the colors that get what's real in life by their logic, their analyzing, they get it through their mind. So those are four different tans and greens. And then there are the spiritual emotional colors. And those colors get what's real through their intuition or their emotions or their inner vision. And those are blues, violets, indigos, crystals, and lavenders. This is so fascinating and I understand even from colours you can talk about romantic relationships but also where people might live on a geographical location. Yes, absolutely right. Usually, um, so violets, violets need big. They either need big um, freedom and culture or big skies, big mountains, big, they need to be inspired by the beauty of their environment. Mm. So violets usually can't live in boring little places where people are not very curious advanced <laughs> i was i said curious but <laughs> yeah, not very open-minded they need to they need to be stimulated by more yellows usually like warmer climates violets can do seasons violets mm -hmm. are fine with you know rainstorms and you know all kinds of seasons but yellows typically prefer the warmer climates um greens like big cities like new york is very green action money business you know that type of stuff uh, you know there's got to be a lot of challenges and stimulation violets kind of need that too tans tans usually like um logical grounded you know practical safe secure i often see tans more in the middle of the countries where it's more grounded and practical you violets typically like the coasts in in america where i am I see mostly violets on the West Coast or the East Coast. They're in California, Washington, Oregon, or they're over on the East Coast where there's more activity. So the middle of the country tends to play it safer usually. This is so, in I mean, it's just absolutely fascinating. And I'm going to jump into, well, I'm going to jump into the talk about time in a minute. I don't know if that's the right terminology, but you can also predict future events based on a, a, a person's aura. Um, it's more that I can tell what career they're going to be fulfilled in. Mm -hmm. I can I can tune into people because I, I know how to do non-local mind. I can do remote viewing. I can see outside of time. But that doesn't really have anything to do with the aura colors. Okay. Um, it has more to do with stepping outside of time. The aura colors, however, I can tell based on their colors what's going to make them happy and career directions that they're going to be more fulfilled in sure. or even 
usually who they're going to be compatible with and who they're not going to be compatible with based on their aura colors or how they are with money or, or children based on their aura colors. So in that case, yes, there's predictive qualities there. Fascinating. So I'm just going to have to talk about stepping outside of time because this is a subject that fascinates me and the audience. How so past, present and future, there is no time. How does one or you how do, well, most people can't do it. How do you step outside of time? Well, you expand your consciousness. And by the way, this is physics. And I'm going to I'm going to say that we've got Newtonian physics, which is old physics. It's it's that we're mechanistic, that we're just these little biological machine and the whole universe is a biological machine and we're separate from everything else. That's not what quantum physics is saying. So once you understand the concepts in quantum physics, I mean, Einstein was even talking about that general relativity questions time, right? Yes. So basically when you understand that our consciousness is not limited to our brains, um, but that our consciousness is way expansive. That's what they talk about, non-local mind. So non-local mind, basically, I'm using lay terms here, that basically says that our consciousness is not limited to a local, like our bodies. It's expansive. It's everywhere. And once you get that, and once you see that time is basically just a human concept, it's a construct that we use to experience things one moment at a time, linear, sequential, yes that everything doesn't happen at once. Once you understand that we really have the ability to do non-local mind, then time's not an issue. It's, I, I like to use the example of, if you're driving in a big city and you're driving along the main road and there's a traffic jam, you can't really, what's, what's happening, what's happening. But if you were in a helicopter and you were hovering above it, you could see everything at once and go, oh, look, to get out of this traffic jam, you know, just turn left and go over two blocks and then go down the next street. So non-local mind basically gives you the ability to step outside of the little box and hover above it all and see everything simultaneously. So that's, to me, a good example of what non-local mind is like. Now, I can go, I've had experiences where I've helped find missing persons in another country. Um, I've been able to see people's past, their, their childhood, or where they're headed in their future. So it goes even beyond just the helicopter, but it, it shows their whole life. Although I, I do want to insert in here, though, Louisa, free will. There's free will. So if I can hover in the helicopter above someone and I see they're stuck in a traffic jam or they're about to, I can go, look, on the path you're on right now, on this street, I can see ahead, there's a traffic jam. So if you don't want to be in that traffic jam, turn right now, get onto another street. So that's, that's how I can see somebody's past, present, and future. And then if they choose to turn right and go down another street, it creates a different future for them. They don't run into that traffic jam anymore. Is that making sense? Is that a good analogy? Absolutely. It's such a hard concept to grasp. I liken it almost like we're, we're here in a movie. I was of the understanding that the particularly major events are unavoidable. Well, so this is what I want to say. Every one of us, there's not two people on the planet that have the exact same beliefs or perspective of reality. We don't experience the same thing at all. And that's, again, quantum physics. So my belief is that our beliefs actually create our lives and our experiences. My belief is that we have absolute 100% free will. There, I, I draw this little line where I say over here, people believe there's 0% control over their lives and they're just at the victim of everything that happens. They have no control. Mm -hmm. Then there's the 100% creative power. I don't like to use the word control. 
creative power over our lives and what we create and our choices and where we go. And then most of us fall somewhere on that line in between those two extremes. Where we stand on that line is completely arbitrary. So because I like freedom and I totally believe in the, in the belief of free will, the concept of free will, I go way over here pretty much 100%, as close to 100% as I can. Um, if people believe, well, give me an, an example of something that you believe is um, unavoidable. Um, <laughs> this is pausing. Uh, meeting certain people that I have seen in future visions. Well, so. <laughs> Boy, That's why I'm pausing. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, 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 no. Violets are visionaries. So if you've had premonitions of meeting certain people in, in future visions, absolutely. That is your soul connecting you with a future you that's showing you what you're doing. Now there's, now there's something to be said for, did you actually create that and then perceive it? Or did you just know it was coming? But you know, at some point you created walking down that direction. I'm, I'm very interested in that theory as well. Did I create it and it occurred? Or was it always predetermined? Or has it already happened? And I'm just so far behind in my level of oh. consciousness. That is a huge, that debate has been going on since the beginning of time. You know, is it predetermined, predestination, or is it free will? Mm -hmm. They, the philosophers have argued over that forever, okay? I don't know if we're going to ever be able to <coughs> prove that one way or another, because even I've had that discussion with people and I go, no, I chose to do that. And they go, oh, you only think you chose that, but you were destined to do that, which is why you think you chose it. And it's like, okay, okay, so yes. mind you. But, yes. When you get into one of the other, this is one of my favorite subjects, by the way. When Mine get, too. <laughs> when you get into discovering that quantum physics has evidence that parallel universes are real, which is mind blowing. It sounds like science fiction, but it's not. That actually shows that we have infinite ability to choose any reality or create any reality that we want. Quantum physics, basically this is gonna, this is going to sound so science fiction, but remember, a lot of things that were science fiction before are now science fact, right? Mm -hmm. So they have evidence, the double slit experiment, people can go on and look at that, that parallel universes exist. And what they're saying, how extreme this is, is that every time you choose something, you choose to go right instead of left, there's an actual you. This is how big we really are, how expansive we really are. There's a you that went off and had that life to the right and another you that went off and had the um, life to the left. But because we believe there's only one, you tend, we tend to focus on only one. So we don't even know that this is going on. And so we don't realize that we could have chosen that and had a whole other experience. Now, I because parallel universe is such a foreign concept to some people, I bring it into lay terms by using this analogy. Right now in the room that you're in right now, there are at least 10 radio stations broadcasting around you, right? And those radio waves are around you all the time simultaneously, but you don't know they're there because you're not tuned into that frequency. But if you went to your radio and put it on 101.7, now you're going to hear the show, the music, the talk that's going on on that station, 101.7, that becomes your reality because you're tuned into that frequency, the broadband, the frequency. Now, if you changed it and went over to 99.9, .9, <clears throat> excuse me, now you're going to hear the music, the talk, the show that's going on in that one. 
that becomes your reality. <clears throat> Excuse me, we've had a lot of smoke in the air here in California. Do you want to have a glass of water? Yeah, I've got one right here. So I'll get that in a moment. So 101.7 is still going on. Those airwaves are still there. Those radio waves are right there, but you're not aware of them because you're not tuned into them. Now you're tuned into this one, but they still simultaneously exist. And that's how they're saying our parallel realities are, our parallel universes, our parallel lives. There is a you that chose to marry someone that you've known since you were five years old. There's another you that chose to not marry anyone at all. There's another you that chose to marry someone you met five years ago and you've already got two children because of that. Every time you make a choice, there's a you that splits off and actually has that. But you understand we're not aware of all those because you only focus on one and think that's the one that's a reality. So there's a good chance that even means your future selves are already happening. And this is Einstein even talked about that. He said, just because you haven't reached a, a certain lake in, in, you know, in another town doesn't mean that lake doesn't already exist. You just haven't encountered it yet, but it doesn't mean it doesn't exist in time and space already. So there's a real possibility that a future you um, was sending you signals or showing you a vision that this is on the path you're on right now, this is the someone you're gonna meet, which is why I can do psychic readings. If you stay on the path you're on right now, this is where you're headed, this is who you're gonna encounter. You have free will, you could have said, yeah, I don't want that. And I work with clients and say that. I had a client once, for example, I went, you know, on the path you're on right now, you have so much anger towards your father that you're gonna develop breast cancer and you don't need to do that. If you do this, if you let go of the anger towards your father, you know, and understand why that happened. If you go down a different path, that will never occur. You do not have to encounter breast cancer. And she came back to me five years later and she said, I didn't believe you. I never forgave my father and I have breast cancer now. Can you please help me choose a different path? Uh -huh. So then we looked at, all right, you went down that path. Let's see how we shift you to another path now. And you have, wow, what an incredible capability to do that. I also, I mean, one also talks about time. So there's infinite probabilities of timelines of Louisa. I'm just using myself as an example. I'll be the dummy. <laughs> right. And there's infinite timelines that I can choose to be the experiencer of. Yes, <laughs> yes. And generally I can go up in a timeline. I'm talking up a more positive timeline based on my emotions. Or is that not necessarily the case? Oh no, emotions are a key. They're okay. a key. Your thoughts, your beliefs, and your emotions. Emotions are energy in motion. Mm -hmm. That's actually what propels you or moves you into a particular universe, into a particular experience. I mean, I have dramatic experiences, dramatic um, um, examples of how you, how you can change those things. But emotions have a lot to do with which universe you propel or move yourself into. So I'd love to hear an example or some examples if, you, if you're comfortable with that. Well, my, my biggest one, the one that's yeah. the most profound, because I've done things like change the weather, you know, step into another universe and change the weather where it's not raining. When I go to Hawaii, it's like, no, they predicted rain. I don't want rain. Wow. And that was so crazy. that's it's incredible. It's just, I'm just getting the mind around that. When you, sorry to inter interject, when you talk about parallel universes, you're still talking about Pam here on earth, just a different, I call it a timeline, a different 
experience? Yeah, there's those, but there's also parallel universes in other in other um, timelines, in other eras. There's a you that is already manifest and we can go off onto that real quick. I've interviewed lots of people that have had near-death experiences. These people have said when they had near-death experiences and they were out of their body and they went to this other awareness, they saw all their other lives happening simultaneously. They were still existing because again, time is not a factor in spirit. It, they all, it all exists simultaneously. So um, I've been able to connect with um, lifetimes that I've had, say, in Greece, where I was an oracle in Delphi. I absolutely know that that is a the truth. They had the entire experience, but that's other lives. So it's there's many you in this lifetime on the, I mean, in this planet, yes, in this in this 20th 21st century. But there are also other yous in the 25th century, in the 16th century, in 6 BC. They're all happening simultaneously. So they're all happening now in the present. Yes. Yes. Now, you know, we've created movies that explain this. We've got Somewhere in Time, Back to the Future, Frequency. Um, my favorite one lately is the, a movie called Yesterday, where the guy shows up in a parallel universe. So we've, we've been teaching ourselves this, or, or Hollywood has, they've been trying to drop hints that this is going on. We think it's against science fiction. Um, so one of my most profound examples of parallel universes, this is the one I've shared um, multiple times with different people uh, years ago, actually 37 years ago now to be exact, <clears throat> 37 and a half, I fell in love with this guy. And as soon as I saw him, I went, oh my gosh, that's my partner. That's my love. I need to be with him. The musician. I love musicians, right? <laughs> oh my gosh, I just knew it was him. He wanted nothing to do with me. He's like, you're blonde. I don't like blondes. I like brunettes, you know? No way. I'm never going to be in a relationship. No, no, no. I'm a free spirit. I'm not going to do that. I'm not attracted to you, blah, 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 blah. And I went, oh my gosh, it was devastated. So, and then shortly after that, he moved to the East Coast of America. He moved over to like by the New York area. And I was devastated. I went, oh my gosh. And he was gone for two years. In that two years, I started reading about parallel universes and went, okay, now wait a second. If these are real and physics is saying that they're real, um, then we should be able to use those. Just like when physics dis um, discovered aerodynamics, we didn't think we could fly until they discovered aerodynamics. And then it was like, oh, okay, maybe we can. And now we have more freedom. Now we can get on a plane and I can fly to Australia in a matter of um, you know hours versus years or months to get yeah. to you, right? Taking a boat. So I went, all right, every time we discover something, it gives us more freedom. So I'm going to put this to the test. If there really is parallel universe. Now, what I know about how we go in and out of parallel universes, which by the way, we do it all the time. We just don't know that. So I became consciously aware how to consciously choose and intend different universes. So I went, okay, I noticed that. And again, our thoughts, beliefs, and our emotions are the key. So I noticed, I'm gonna call it parallel universe number one, where this guy was in and he's like, no way, moving away, never gonna see you again, you know, blah, blah, In that one, I, I discovered that I had a belief that I wasn't lovable, that I wasn't attractive, that guys didn't like me, that it was never gonna happen for me, that love was hard. And I went, whoa, okay, those thoughts and beliefs and emotions have me in universe number one. Mm. Well, I did a meditation where I did an exercise and I'm very visual too. So I imagined myself opening up a membrane, like it was a membrane going into a universe number two. And I looked around and it went, 
nope, this is not the one that I'm going to have, that I'm going to be with him because I still didn't feel good about myself. So I kept experiencing myself going into different universes. And I, I went into like number three and I looked around and I went, no, in this universe, I feel like he's happy on the East Coast and he loves what he's doing. And I would feel guilty trying to maneuver him back to my, you know, to where I am yeah. to be in love with me. So no, that's not working. I kept going and going. And then I'm going to call it universe number five. I stepped into universe number five. Now I need you to know that every single one of these experiences, universes that I stepped into, they felt very real to me. I knew they really existed. It wasn't my imagination. I was actually aligning with a different frequency, just like a different radio station. Wow. I knew that was real. So when I stepped into universe number five, and I was outside meditating at the time, by the way, I felt the sun in that universe. I felt the grass on my feet. I smelled it. It was extremely real. And in that universe, I saw him and I saw him giving notice to the band he was with, stopping, breaking up with the girl he was seeing at the time. Of course, the dark haired girl that he was seeing because he, she was too young. They weren't right for each other. Of course she was. <laughs> He was going to um, go to Iowa to see his meditating friends. He was going to go to Los Angeles to see his rock and roll friends. And then he was coming back to Santa Barbara to be with me. I saw it. I felt it in every cell of my being. I knew that was a very real experience, a very real universe. So I came out of that and went, wow, I'm in that new universe. I can feel it. Now, I hadn't talked to him for two years. And I got this impulse then two weeks later. Two weeks later, I went, I'm going to call him and see how he's doing, right? I hadn't talked to him for two years. I called him up. And again, if he was already in love with me. I wasn't stalking him. I already knew he loved me. So it was no big deal. I called him up and I went, hey, how you doing? And he goes, well, two weeks ago, I gave notice to the band. I stopped seeing this girl I was seeing. I'm going to go to Iowa. I'm going to Los Angeles and I'm coming back to Santa Barbara. And we've been together ever since. Wow, that's amazing. That was a dramatic shift. I didn't, I didn't have to convince him. I didn't manipulate him because that would have been universe number one. I just aligned myself with a different radio frequency, a different universe. I aligned with that one where that was real. Now, oddly enough, because people could go, well, that was just a coincidence or he was probably already in love with you and he just was resisting it. But watch this. In universe number one, all my girlfriends were single. And they were complaining about it. They want to get married. They want to have children. They were all single. When I shifted over to universe number five, they were all with boyfriends. They were all engaged. Or a bunch of them were engaged, not all of them. Some of them were with boyfriends. Some of them were engaged. They were getting married. They were going to have families. And at that point, which was 30 some years ago, I wanted to go up to all of them and go, hey, in this other universe, you're single. But in this one, you're happily like engaged and with somebody. But of course, back then, I thought everyone would think I was insane. So I didn't say anything. Now I'm talking about it because now it's more accepted. It's fascinating. And again, it goes back to the, that your thoughts create your reality and you chose thoughts, words, beliefs, which you said were fundamental to changing timelines or universes, you were a happier you. Yeah, I believed in myself. I believed that I was lovable. I believed at the core of my being in that one that he actually loved me. By the way, this is how they use the law of attraction, 
you know, a lot of the things that are circulating right now, it's the same principle, like attracts like, or, you know, mm -hmm. the frequency, raise your vibration. We've all had days where, you know, something goes wrong and then everything goes wrong. We're in that lower frequency where it's like, uh, struggle. when we raise our frequency, our vibration, our thoughts, our beliefs, our emotional energy, everything starts going right. I, I liken it to like a, you know, you see the wheels of the train going around like a train track. It just keeps building up and building up. My question to you is, if you want to jump parallel universes again, you've got to make sure he's with you, right? So there's a lot of other factors. If you if you were to jump again, there's a lot of other factors that have to be incorporated. No, well, actually, so let me just say this. That's understandable how people think that way, but that's linear thinking. So here's the deal. There's still a him over in universe one that is still on the East Coast playing with that band. Right. Still doing that. He's still in all these universes. I don't have to take him with me. I don't have to convince him to go into the next universe. He's already in the other universe. And I've experimented with this. We've had days where I go, okay, I feel like I'm evolving now. And he's still kind of how I saw him in universe five. And I feel like I'm changing a lot. I, I have experiences where I go, wow, I feel like I'm really evolving. And I don't know that he is. And I don't know that I want to leave him, but maybe I need to because he's not evolving. But maybe in another universe. So I experiment going into another universe and dug on it. And if that other universe does it, he stepped up. He's evolved. He's different. I went, oh, I forgot I could do that. I don't have to stay in a universe where I want to change, but I believe he's not changing. I go into another universe where he is changed. I've done that with all kinds of things, with money, with careers, with weather, with housing, with where I'm living. I, Choosing I the life that you want. Yeah, but here's the key. You gotta believe that one's real. You gotta believe it, it, it already exists and all you have to do, here's the catch. You don't have to overcome anything. You don't have to change the person. You don't have to struggle with the circumstances. What I did was I just dropped them. I stopped believing in that universe. I stopped believing in those circumstances and I stopped seeing him that way. I had to change my perception of him by dropping that one go, well, in that universe, that's the way he is. And these are my circumstances over here. All I have to do is I change. I change over into another one and everything's different. I perceived him different and that's how he showed up. And when you first talked about it, you also removed your limiting beliefs you had of yourself that's it i totally believed changed how i believed about myself i shifted how i believe what i believed about him that he didn't love me and i shifted what i believed about reality i had to believe this was possible i tell people argue for your limitations and they're yours because people go well that's not possible because look you don't understand i have kids here and i go well you'll have kids over here too <laughs> Okay, they might just be different because now you're different and you see them differently and you treat them differently and they're different. You don't have to leave anyone. Although I will tell you in some of these universes, um, there are people in this universe over here that I kind of <laughs> wasn't thrilled that they were in my orbit. Let's put it that way. Over here, because I'm different, they're no longer in my orbit. I don't hang out with them. They're not in my, they're not in my universe really they still exist but we're not hanging you're not out with interacting because they're on a completely different I, you called it radio frequency you, you can't actually match their frequency is that yeah they're not my we're not in the same frequency that's a good way to say it and look we so we know how to change 
if we're listening to a radio show we don't like or music we don't like, we know how to change the station. If we're watching a TV show that we don't like, we know how to change the station. We don't get that we can do that with our lives because we think there's only one of us. I mean, you can watch a movie with Tom Hanks and it's like the one where he's stranded on an island. It's like, oh, then I can change the channel. It's like, oh, there he is with Meg Ryan. Then I can change the channel again. Oh, there he is with, it's still Tom Hanks. He's just in a different movie. We accept that, but we don't know we do that with our lives. We're basically changing the channel. We are. So then my other question to you, is this really all a hologram and it's just we're just in a movie and nothing's real at all? Well, we're, we're, we're real, um, but our souls are real. Our consciousness is real. However, quantum physics is already saying, I love see, we're starting to get into the matrix now to go, wait, what is real? Quantum physics has told us that there's no, there's nothing solid to matter. They don't know what to do with that. They go into cells and they see a lot of um, atoms in space, mm -hmm. a lot of space in between. You go into inside the atom, you see a lot of subatomic particles and a lot of space. You go into each subatomic particle. There's nothing solid to it yet. It's a lot of space and a smaller particle. They can't find anything solid. Now they're thinking it's vibrating strings. Quantum physics is actually telling us it's all energy. And now what some of them are actually admitting is that our consciousness is affecting, is bringing, we're, we're creating the illusion of matter for the experience. So that's that whole double slit experiment. If people wanna go onto YouTube and Google Dr. Quantum double slit experiment, he does it in a cartoon, but it's mind blowing what they've shown interesting. is our consciousness they, they shoot photons of light yeah, through these slits. I'm not going to go into the whole experiment. I've seen it. It's a fascinating. But they're saying that when there's two slits, it, it, it goes through both at the same time. Meeting, it goes into a wave instead of a particle and goes in at the same time. And they can't figure out, but when somebody's watching it, it, it just goes as a particle. When no, someone's not watching it, it's a wave. When somebody's watching it or observing it, it goes into a particle. So that's why they said light is both a, 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 a particle and a wave. But the difference is the consciousness, the observer is what made it turn into a particle instead of superposition, which means it was everywhere at once. That shows how our consciousness interacts with- um, Energy or- reality. With reality, we're, reality. We're, we're, turning, we're turning the field, the the field of all possibilities, which is just a field, waves of possibilities, we're turning it into particles of light and into matter. And I hope you've got a very advanced um, clientele that are watching. I have people. a very curious clientele and that's the best. <laughs> that's the well, best. Well, the thought, thought, I, I'm thinking thoughts turn to things. That's a wonderful saying. It is. And if you think something matters, it will. It'll turn to matter. But we're, we're in a consciousness shift. I know this is radical for some people, but we're in this shift. This is physics that has proven this. Can you imagine the first time somebody came back, they thought the, the world was flat and somebody came back and went, uh, turns out it's round. It's yeah. like, what? How do people stay on the other side? Well, how's that possible? You know, right? But then we learned a whole bunch of other things, but it gave us more freedom. So to me, the reason I talk about this, <clears throat> to me, it makes life more interesting, more fun, and it gives us more freedom. Oh, I'm so excited. I can't wait to try and put this into practice. I've just, this thoughts just come into my consciousness or my brain. If, if everything's happening now, everything's having, happening, happening consecutively, I do believe in re or the, the construct of reincarnation. 
I'm looking, I know I'm looking at time in a linear fashion. It's not linear. When I die, when my physical body dies, I'm then not reincarnated into another body because everything's happening consecutively. You've already reincarnated into multiple other bodies. Our souls are so massive. They're so infinite. How can it have the experience of just being in one body? That's very limited. We focus one time in one body, but um, okay, so use the example of you walk into a department store and there's 50 TV sets and they're all showing different programs. They want to tell, show you a television, sell you a television set, but they're all going on simultaneously. We do this like, oh my gosh, you know, so we choose to go look at one so we can look at that, that, that get involved in that movie. Or if you say, I want to go to the movies, you know, I want to experience that movie and somebody hands you the whole reel of that movie, right? A theater mm-hmm movie reel it's like well the whole movie's right here it's all on this reel and you go well i want to experience it i can't this doesn't help me experience it so then we we put it through the projector so we can see one one frame at a time going through real fast so we can have the experience of the whole movie that's what we're doing but it all exists simultaneously but we don't want to experience it that way we want to experience falling in love and talking and and writing and eating ice cream and walking on the beach and driving in cars, we want to experience that. If everything happened at once, we'd be like overwhelmed. It'd be overwhelmed. So even though I'm Louisa now and I see myself aging, I'm still Louisa in some point as time as a two-year-old or a four-year-old now. Yeah. You know what? I got to have a very long, like hours of conversation with a very famous quantum physicist, David Deutsch in London. And his forte is parallel universes. And he's written all kinds of things that people want to read about his stuff. David Deutsch, he's not spiritual, but he's definitely a quantum physicist. David Deutsch, like Deutsch, like Deutschland, German, the word for German. Okay. And he said, he said um, that even the, there's so many of you walking around on this planet simultaneously, but in different frequencies, different dimensions. So you don't know they're there. Um, he said that one of you could die on this planet in this lifetime, but many others of you in this lifetime are still alive. So that's what he said, but he doesn't believe that we can communicate with our past self or our future self. And so I, he, I went, well, how do you know if you're, if you're having a memory of when you were a child that that's not a, a past you talking to you? And how do you know that if you're having a hunch or a feeling of something that you're going to do in the future, that that's not a future self talking to you? And his answer, he actually couldn't answer it. He said, well... I choose not to believe that because if I believe that, I'd have to change a whole lot of other things I believe in. Fair enough. Like, that's that's his point of view. I think also in some way we're trained, I don't know, we're trained or our environment teaches us that we can remember this past or I remember my past, but I also believe we ha- have the same capacity to remember the future. Yes. And we've all had deja vu experiences that's a future you or past you intersecting with you from another parallel universe, but it's still you connecting with you. It's a- almost like um, retraining our memory to remember forward instead of backwards. Yeah, well, and, and that's the only reason, that's the only way I could see people's future. It has to happen already. It has to already be there. Otherwise, I couldn't see it. I had an experience once. I mean, I've been doing this work for 36 years now, doing psychic readings. And I've had many people come back to me and go, one woman came to me and she said, you gave me a reading where you told me that I was going to meet my husband. She, she was in Santa Barbara down in Los Angeles. 
at Christmas time sitting at a, at a table with a bunch of my friends and this man named Eric, and I don't always get details like that, but this name flew through that time. I said, this man named Eric's gonna approach you. He's French, he's from France. That's who you're gonna marry. He's gonna take you to France to introduce you to all his, his family. And she walked out, she told me years later, she goes, I walked out of there going, no way, I don't go to Los Angeles, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> years later, she was sitting at a restaurant with her girlfriends in Los Angeles at Christmas time <laughs> during the holidays. She was sitting there talking to him and this man came up and he goes, hi, my name is, and she said, Eric. And he went, how did you know oh that? Oh my God. <laughs> she didn't remember that reading. He was from France, they got married, he took her to France. He, she met his relatives and she didn't remember that I had said that till she went back and listened to her recording. And she went, Oh my gosh, they're only now she had free will. She could have changed that. She could have told the guy to go away. <clears throat> she could have chosen not to go down to that restaurant. She had free will, but I saw the path she was on right now, just like if it was in a helicopter and I saw the road mm -hmm. she was driving on. I said, if you stay on this current path, this is where you're headed. I could see him. I could see the restaurant. So it's the most likely probable reality. Based on your current beliefs, your beliefs about yourself, about reality and the current path you're on right now. Just like that girl could have chosen to forgive her father and she never would have ended up with breast cancer. Mm. Right? Um, this woman could have gone off and married somebody else, but based on her current beliefs, her beliefs about herself, about reality, about relationships and her emotions, it, it went, it took her on that path that, that she already showed me. But I saw that, that's why I tell people when I do psychic readings, I don't know the timing because everything looks present tense to me. I already see you doing it. I already see you there. But I always emphasize free will. I've seen people headed for divorce and they've known it deep inside. They knew it. So I go, look, if you don't want to have a divorce, this is what needs to happen. You shift this, you change this, you blah, 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 blah. And it saves their marriage. They don't end up divorced. It's interesting, and I'm just playing the devil's advocate, that, that you talk about the double split experiment. Um, I'm just wondering, in some capacity, have you put that thought in their consciousness or their um, subconsciousness? Um, yeah, that's that self-fulfilling prophecy. Yes. Absolutely. Um, it, there's, there's something to be said for that. However, I've also told people, look, on this path, blah, 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 blah. Look, if you don't want to do that, this is free will you know, change, change your, and their future does change. They come back to me later and I don't even remember readings. And I, and I give them a completely different reading and they go, oh, that's because I changed my, I changed my future. I didn't want that one that you said I changed over here. And then that's what I read. I don't remember readings. And with a lot of people, they don't even remember that I said it. Okay. Huh, it's so hard. interesting. It's the whole thing about time. Did I influence them? Well, you know, if you really go to the nth degree, which I believe in, I'm creating all of it. I'm creating my whole story. I'm, I'm creating, telling people what I see happening and then it happens. <laughs> you're I'm, even creating the client, your clients. Absolutely. You're just like you're creating this and all your listeners are creating this whole episode. Now that's really mind blowing for most people. But if you go to what quantum physics is saying about we create a reality and consciousness and there's infinite number of parallel universes, why not? Why, why, we're, we're creating all of it. Most people can't go there because they don't want to go there. It's like, no, 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 no. I want to believe that I've got this. The only reason I talk about this is to help people not suffer. Yes, Tell people the suffering. And feel limited and feel like they're trapped. When people are not aware and awake, they feel like they have no choices. 
the more somebody's awake and aware, the more choices that they, they see. Having said that, because many people are suffering and they feel they can't step outside of their box <clears throat> or their matrix or their lives, they feel unworthy or afraid. Do you mind just putting together those simple steps of how to change their parallel universe or how to change the reality again? Yes. So first thing I want to say to people, number one, argue for your limitations and they're yours. If, if you want to argue, but this is reality, it's reality. I, I learned not to argue with people because they're going to experience what they believe in and I'm not going to try and change their beliefs. So one, you need to believe this is possible, that this is real. Because if, if you didn't believe you could drive a car, why would you get in the car and try to drive it? You know, if you didn't believe you could walk, uh, why would you try to walk? Or if you couldn't swim or you couldn't surf or, or, or you know, fly a helicopter, you're not going to get in a helicopter then and do it, right? We're back to the Matrix movie. I can see that. Anyway, <laughs> when you have to believe that it's possible. And so I'm just, I'm not telling people they have to believe me. I've proven it to myself. So I live that way. Um, so two, they have to believe that it's possible that their beliefs are at least creating their perception and their experience and they can play with it. Start changing at least a little bit of your beliefs, change the radio station a little bit to show yourself that you're not limited with that. Um, I do big things. Like I said, I change the weather, you know, right now I'm focused on, I'm changing the election here in America. Okay. So I know the universe I'm aligned with right now and it seems to be happening. Okay. Right. It looked possible before. So to shift it, one, believe that it's possible. Two, start looking at the beliefs that you're carrying about yourself, about your circumstances, about other people, about reality, and maybe just drop it. Just drop it and start imagining. Um, Einstein said imagination is more powerful than knowledge because what we think we know can limit us. So if you get that we don't know everything, and maybe start practicing with it, just little things if you want to. I mean, I've taught people how to bend spoons, you know, <laughs> it's like anything's wow. possible. So just to start experimenting with shifting how you believe about yourself, other people, and the nature of reality and how you see other people, start focusing on believing. And I don't care if you even do something simple like life does work for me. Like, oh, nothing ever works out for me. Well, you know what? Or I'm never loved. Or, nothing ever works mm -hmm. out for me. I've never been able to manifest money or you know, have money. Yeah, start busting that. One of the ways to do it is when you have a belief, you're going to gather evidence to prove that belief. You will. We do that. We prove, we gather evidence to prove that our belief I is I can't true. pay my bills or whatever. Yeah. I, I can't find a boyfriend or whatever it might be. So drop that and start to change a belief. And I, I wrote about this in my book, Make Your Dreams Come True. Start looking for, shift the belief even a little bit and go, well, maybe I've been able to pay some of my bills, you know, or I've had boyfriends or girlfriends somewhere in the past. I've, I've had love somewhere in the past. So I guess it's possible, or maybe there really are wonderful people out there, or maybe my life really has worked out for my best. And then start gathering evidence to support that new belief and watch your life change. Now, what some people, I got to tell you, we're very addicted to our dramas and our stories and our emotions. We get very addicted to them. So I've seen people go, wow, it started working and then go, yeah, but, and they go right back to the drama because they're addicted to it, whether they're afraid, you know, 
or they're afraid to be happy or they're afraid that maybe they're that powerful or that they can create their own reality. But I go, okay, if you find yourself back in the drama again, that's okay. Don't beat yourself up for it. Don't get attached to it. Just go, oh, I'm back here again. That must be because it's familiar. Just like we like our old pairs of shoes because it's they're easier to walk in, right? right. Okay, I did that, but I really want to do this. I really want to do this. So you commit to it, you choose it and you play with it. You use your imagination. Notice how that feels. All the, all the spiritual teachers are showing us that the law of attraction or what you focus on increases or wherever you put your energy increases. So it, 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 play with it, use your imagination and, and see how it shifts. And then the key is, sweetie, practice it because we've learned everything by practicing. We've learned how to walk, eat, talk, drive, write, all that stuff by practicing. So practice it, give yourself a break. And then the key, major key is acknowledge it when it happens. Most people go, well, maybe, and I did that at the beginning too. I went, well, maybe this is just a coincidence. Maybe it's never going to happen again. I was like, well, then I can choose to believe that. Or I can keep going, yeah, but I want it to be real. So let's play with that. And it works. That's why I teach these things. You know what? I, 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 I went to a class once where they were teaching people how to bend spoons. And it was so funny. And it was taught by an aerospace engineer. It was a freaking scientist that were teaching us how to bend spoons. So we all sat there with our, you know, a spoon in this hand and a fork over here, right? We're supposed to focus on one and go, okay, bend, 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 bend. 20 minutes later, we're all still going, bend, bend, and nothing's happening, right? All of a sudden, this woman in the back of the room lets out this little yell, and we turn around and look, and her spoon was falling over. It was like, whoa. And as soon as we saw that, all her spoons started falling over. Oh, so it's the belief. <laughs> like once we saw it was real, that it was possible, yeah. our shifted and our, and our spoons bent. So that's why I tell people, I, I can't, I know it's real. I've done it. I have more than enough evidence. I do readings. I've been on television shows. I've, I've been doing this for 37 years. So I know it's real. 36, I'm sorry, 36 years. Um, I know it's real. I don't expect people to believe it until they experience it themselves, but at least open to the possibilities. There are people that still believe we haven't gone to the moon. There are still people that believe there's a flat earth. It's like, okay, go for it. Feels limiting to me, but they still believe it's a flat earth. And that's their reality. And, you know, thank you for explaining that the tips are so simple, but they are hard until you get out of the familiarity, I find, or the habit of um, being a certain way. It's a change of being. Yes, and we've learned to be afraid of change. It's so interesting. Look, when we were little, we were crawling. We were crawling. We were pretty stable on the ground. We had all four appendages on the ground. That's pretty stable. What in us decided that we were going to get up and start balancing ourselves on these little sticks and these two little flippers, you know, but we did it. We didn't go, oh, no, it's not possible or it's not safe. We got up and walked. It gave us more freedom. So something in our souls, if people are listening to this interview right now, there's something in their souls that is pulling them forward, that knows there's more to life, that knows there's more to who we are. Otherwise, they wouldn't be listening to this. So what I tell people is, listen to your soul, listen to your intuition. And if it's even curious, after listening to this whole, whatever we've been talking now, hour, whatever, <laughs> must be something in you that's calling you forth to expand into something more more freedom more joy more experiential to me this makes life so much more interesting and so much more fun 
I have a blast. Okay. Playing with the weather's a crack up, you know? Oh, wow. Well, I'm feeling all of you. You're, you, I think you're amazing, Pam Olsey. And for anyone that's listening or watching, all Pam's details will be in the show notes. I'd like to also ask you, I've asked all the questions. Is there something you'd particularly like to talk to the Passion Harvest audience about? Um, no, I think you've done a great job of covering. I mean, I, I realize I just go on and on and on. No, you were wonderful, wonderful. Like, I'm so inspired. <laughs> Blue, Blues apologize for everything. So it's like, is everybody okay? Is everyone feel okay? But <laughs> have fun with it. No, I just, the main thing I want people to know, Louisa, all of us, we're very amazing beings. We're way more expansive. It's not a flat earth. It's not even just a round earth. It's multidimensional. You are an infinite being. That's why I wrote the book called Infinite You. And I show people as examples what they can do and who we really are. And I've proven it. And I'm not the only one. There are so many people on this planet now having, they can remember other lives or they're talking to people on the other side or they're bending spoons or they're, they're getting psychic premonitions or dreams or future premonitions. There's so many people starting to get this now. We are actually in a shift. We're in a shift. What's happening on this planet right now, unfortunately, it's an uncomfortable part of the shift, but we are waking ourselves up to know that we're more. So I just want people to know you don't have to be afraid. Um, it's not evil. It's not dark. It's not scary. It's not bad. It's really fun. It's amazing. And once you start getting it, it helps other people around you get happier and, and they start having more freedom, you know, We've been taught to be afraid of our power. We've been taught that we're evil or bad people or whatever. And so then we limit ourselves. Um, we've either been taught that we can't or we shouldn't. And me, I got yellow in our, our yellows don't like being told what to do. We're stubborn. We're pleasers. <laughs> we like people to be happy and to like us. But boy, we do not like being told what to do. We got a little stubborn. Yes. You know, okay. Like, don't tell me I can't do that. So I've, I, that's my life though. I'm one of those people that like to push the boundaries and anyway, so I'm telling people you got it in you. If I can do it, everyone can. I'm not the only one we're shifting. That's where the consciousness is going. By the way, the kids that are showing up on this planet right now, whoa, baby, they are psychic. They're intuitive. They're, they're not following the old standards anymore. Just some of you people that have kids, listen to your kids. There are some amazing beings showing up right now. So I'm going to tell some yellows because we don't like being told what to do. I can tell them, watch, this is how you get a yellow to move forward. Because they can go, come on, you can do this, you can do this. And they go, I know, I know. And they don't. And then they procrastinate out of fear. So this is how I talk to a yellow. Well, okay, don't. Just play it the way everybody else is doing it on the planet right now. Just stay stuck doing what you're doing now. It's okay. You don't like that. <laughs> Wait, I don't want to be that. And what I say to a violet is, well, this is the way the shift is going. So you're either in front of the wave and because violets are leaders, they're visionaries, whatever you guys are feeling and sensing is where the masses are ultimately headed. Mm -hmm. So I can tell a violet, no, you don't have to do it. You just wait till everyone else is doing it. Be at the back of the wave and violets go, no, <laughs> do that. <clears throat> right. Excited, very exciting times. We're living, we, we are experiencing, well, you and I right in this moment are experiencing very exciting times. I think so. And it can be scary and it can be tragic and dramatic just to get us to wake up or we can wake up because we know it's time to wake up. Yeah. Well, Pam, also thank you so much for being on Passion Harvest. It's been an absolute honor and delight and um, all of the above. Thank you very much. Well, thank you so much for allowing us to have this type of conversation. I really appreciate that you're bringing this type of information so that people have choices. 
They don't have to go there, but thank you for offering them options. Pleasure. Thank you for all the incredible light work that you do. Thanks, Pam. Okay, bye. Bye. That is the end of our passionate episode. Thank you so much for listening. And please subscribe, leave a review, tell your friends and spread the passion. As always, every day, may you be more and more passionate.